welcome to the I Love You Too Much to Argue podcast with your friends, Holly and Beck. Thanks for listening as we discover ways to invest in all our relationships using tools such as the Enneagram, love languages and parenting with love and logic. Here we go. Hi, lovers. Hi, Holly. Hi, Beck. Today, I'm excited because we're talking about chores our kids doing chores and I'm excited about this because you know it's the start of a new year we want to actually set up our year really well and I haven't been giving my kids consistent chores or responsibilities around the home and so I'm really keen to get back into the swing of that yes and do that really well and so talking about this with you and our (laughs) listeners is going to help me to set that up better yes how are you you going with your kids and their chores? Yeah, it became a bit um, relaxed over COVID and lockdown when we we're all at home together and my husband and I haven't been working and, mm-hmm. you know, all, there's so many great excuses. But I'm very keen to get back into a, a routine about what we do around the kids contributing to our family. So a couple of the things that we're going to talk about is one is why we give our kids chores and why we don't call them chores, but we call them contributions or responsibilities. Yes. And the other thing we're going to talk about is why we don't pay them specifically for their chores. Yes. Yes, they still get pocket money or an allowance, as the Americans like to call it, but we are going to separate them and we're going to tell you why. Yes. So firstly, contributions help kids to know that they are important and to know that they are needed and loved members of the family. Totally. As humans, Mm. we need to feel like we're a part of something. That's right. That we're contributing and making an impact on the world. Yes. And the best place for them to start doing that is in their family. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And if they feel like they're a valued member of their family, all of their other parts of their life are going to feel different. Like their mental health will be better. Yes. The way they feel about themselves, their their self-worth, their Mm self-esteem will be better because they actually have that feeling that... I am contributing to something bigger than myself. Yes, I made a difference. Yeah. My presence makes a difference. Yeah, we don't want to treat them like they are a little prince or princess that gets weighted on hand and foot. Yes, totally. <laughs> I Like I think back to my nan's generation and my nan still now thinks that she needs to do everything <laughs> for, you know, her kids and grandkids and, but it, it really isn't helpful and lo- and helpful for their long-term health, is That's it? That's right, yeah. That's right. I think as well the reason that we wouldn't call them chores is that... Chores sound awful, yeah. don't they? They're hard. It sounds like... Boring. It sounds like a chore. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously it doesn't actually change the fact that it's not fun to do jobs around the house sometimes. Yes. But it does reframe it a little bit. It does. And it can help. And it also shows that this isn't just something that you're doing because I need your help and you have to do it. It's 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 also about, you know, you're a human being. Yes. I, I had this funny conversation with my one of my kids recently. He was grumbling about having to um, do the dishwasher or empty the bin or something the trash and he said something to me like it's not fair why do I always have to do chores why do I always have to do jobs why do I always have to unload the dishwasher or whatever I said to him I know it's really hard being a human being isn't it and having to like take care of yourself and clean up after yourself 
it's really hard being a human being. Because I just wanted to show that it's not unique to him no. that he needs to help. It's actually bigger than that. And for the entirety of your life, there are going to be things in your world that you're going to have to take care of. Yes, for yourself and for those around you. Yeah, because you are a human being. Yes. So (laughs) you're so wise. Oh, you're so cute. (laughs) So Love and Logic talks a little bit about chores. Yes, they do. Tell us some of their wisdom. Well, like I said, they call them contributions instead of chores. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is that contributions are not intended as punishments. Oh, that's a good one. So I know that we've talked about it before. Um, And so, you know, Love and Logic teach that kids can do extra chores to repay us for like time, energy or money that that they've drained out of us as a result of their misbehaviour or something. But those are extra chores. That's not their normal daily contributions to the family. So if you're needing to... um, use an energy drain with your children or replace chores or something as a trade because you've had to do their chores. It's something extra. It's not their regular chores. The third one, and this is the one that I probably struggle with, (laughs) is resist the urge to nag and remind your kids about their chores. That's hard, isn't it? It is hard because I think it's very, it's an easy solution in the immediate to say, don't forget to put the bins out. Don't forget to to mow the lawn or whatever but it's not easy in the long term because it tire it tires the parents out yes and the kid isn't learning to motivate themselves to do the that's contribution right. they're waiting for mm. you to remind them and they get used to the yes. number of times that you remind them don't they they know if you're going to do it three times before you get a bit cranky at them or mm-hmm. you know get frustrated or even do it on their behalf yes then they'll wait for those three times that's won't right they? Yeah. and the other thing is that that is an external motivator yes. and one of the things we want to teach our kids is to have an internal motivation to get something done themselves and that's why we do do it this way is we want them to have that inner voice that says oh i need to make sure that i do the unload the dishwasher. It's like that self-motivation. It's that internal checklist rather than relying on an external voice to always be telling you what to do. We don't want our kids to grow up and have jobs and need their boss to remind them three times of their deadline (laughs) um, that's coming up. We want them to have that internal Mm -hmm. motivation and internal voice to get the task done by the due due date. Yes, and external to that, this is just an extra bonus content when we are constantly telling our kids what to do or reminding them or nagging them we actually do rob them of that inner voice outside of outside of chores just being able to have that inner conscience about thinking through consequences of their own behavior of their own decisions we want them to to internalize that rather than always relying on external voices because what happens then is as children grow they have if they're very used to being told what to do by the outside people that makes them really susceptible to you know heavy peer pressure and those types of things but if you are able to build in your child this inner voice this inner sense that you know my decisions and my actions have consequences so I need to internally think about think through that rather than relying on other people to tell me 
we actually we actually want our kids to have this inner voice. Yes. And this do. is one of the ways that we can build it in. So true. That's really good, Holly. So resisting the urge to nag a remind. So as you said, they'll always, you know, need the same number of reminders. And so if we want to get them to do it without that, what do we got to do? <laughs> it's got to be a consequence. That's right. We've got to resist the urge to nag and remind, but make sure we follow through, first of all, with what? Empathy. Empathy. And then the logical consequence yes. comes. And that's different depending on the age of the child and the chore that you're asking them to do. Now, that brings us to number four, which is kids should not be paid for making their contributions. Now, this is a, <gasps> what? <laughs> this is a bit of a contentious issue, and obviously, if you're already doing a system that works for you and you're paying per chore, then that's completely up to you. That's fine. But this is just what we're teaching about. What Love and Logic teaches is that we don't want kids to feel like they are hired help. Yes. We want them to feel like they're valued members of the family. So, for example, they shouldn't be paid for making meaning, meaningful contributions to the family. So do you want your kids feeling better about themselves and their family? Will they have the greatest sense of self and self-esteem and loyalty if they think I'm doing these things because I'm loved and appreciated and needed? Yes. Or I'm doing this because I'll get five bucks. I'd much prefer the first. I agree. Or what do you want them to believe about helping others do you want them to embrace an attitude of generosity or do you hope that they'll think what's in it for me so these are the kinds of reasons that we don't pay our kids for doing chores it doesn't mean that there's never a space for that if it's an extra chore or an extra contribution that's not normally for them that's different totally and doesn't mean we don't give our kids pocket money or an allowance that's right it's we just want to separate the contributions they make from the family mm. from the the financial benefit they get from you as their parents. Yes, that's right. And it's similar to in school. Like how do you want them to do in school? Do you hope they'll be internally motivated by the good feelings associated with accomplishments or do you want them to become dependent on external rewards? And it goes back to kind of what we were saying before is you don't want them to be always relying on external rewards or external things you want them to be relying on internal stuff and then that flows over into when they're older and they're at work do you want them to believe that it's their job to do whatever it takes or be better if they spent most of their time grumbling and I do have a little story that I'm going to read we haven't done this before Mm. but I'm going to read this story from one of the um, love and logic books And this is the story of two families. So these, this is two families where their sons, sons have both graduated and it's a story about how their work ethic. It was an exciting time for both families, but the excitement soon wore off when both of these young men discovered that it was going to be tough finding jobs that they wanted. One became discouraged and grumbling. The only jobs around here pay nothing. It's not even worth my time applying in those lame places. (laughs) This young man sat around his parents' house complaining he couldn't find a job that he was worth paying that he that he was worth paying for. 
The other young man had a very different attitude. These jobs don't pay much, but they're a lot better than nothing. Besides, I'd go crazy sitting around here doing nothing. Maybe one of them will lead to something better. The first young man suffers from the curse of entitlement. It's a curse that's cast when parents give the kids impression that they ought to be highly compensated for the special and wonderful people that they are. <laughs> it was well known in the neighbourhood that his parents paid him for well for doing just about anything, including doing his chores and getting good grades. So again, that's that external motivator, yes. isn't it? It's like, I'm not going to do something unless I'm getting rewarded for it or yes. whatever. But what, what we want to do is separate the payment or their allowance or pocket money from chores. Yes. And it doesn't mean they don't get it because they can get pocket money and allowance for being part of the family. It's actually a benefit of being Mm -hmm. part of the family. And if they want to earn money on top of that, then maybe that's where the extra chores come in that they could be paid for. Someone aside from that, this is another aside. Someone once asked me how much pocket money or allowance to give your children per week yes and I heard one of the love and logic guys once at a conference I went to say an answer to this and what he said was when someone asked how much he said this is how much you give them not enough (laughs) (laughs) you give them not enough and the idea behind that was that then they are motivated to ask for extra things to do to earn money or when they're at an age like in Australia, yes. kids can work once they turn 15. Mm. And so if you're paying them an enough enough allowance at that point, they don't need to go and get a job. <laughs> Why would right. they? <laughs> and then I also had a lady at the bank tell me once that um, a child of pocket money should be half their age per week. That's a good, good measure. So that could be a good measure as yeah. well. So the rest of the story. So the second young man enjoys the gift of gratitude. His parents obviously taught that to him when he was young, that it's better to serve rather than being served, which is kind of what we're talking about and why we ask our kids to contribute. So the interesting part, the second son's hard work paid off when a customer frequenting the restaurant he worked at offered him a much better paying job at his company. So that's just a cute, quick story about kind of what we're talking about and why we want them to make contributions without being paid in that way. So number five, helping children as they work is a bonding opportunity. Yes. So I don't know if you've ever done this, Beck, but Love and Logic teaches that it's wise to ask your children if they want help with their contributions. Yes. Because it models to them that they can also do the same thing. If your child is doing their contribution regularly and you say, oh, do you want help unloading the dishwasher? then they are going to be more inclined to do the same thing for you. Yeah, and offer help with you, the contributions that you make. That's right. Yeah. And can you imagine yourself as a child if you were doing your contributions and your love language is acts of service? Oh, my gosh, I would have felt so loved. And my daughter's one of her love languages is acts of service, and I really noticed that. Mm. If you offer to help her, then um, she really relishes that Absolutely. Time. And yeah. even if you're... That's not your love language. It offers a bonding opportunity. Yeah. You know. And models how we can help each other. That's right. It's not, we, you know, we're contributing to the family. We're all in this together. Whereas if we're all, no, we don't help because mm-hmm. that's your job. It, it sends a different message, yes. doesn't it? Yeah. 
The other thing, the next thing is don't necessarily say do it now, give a future deadline. So there's obviously chores that are time specific, but if your child's regular chore is mowing the lawn and you can give some freedom in that, don't give a, a deadline like I want it done. Don't don't say I want it done now. Give them a future deadline that they can work in. Yes. It also allows us plenty of time to figure out what we're going to do if they don't complete their chore. Yes, that's so true. <laughs> And in giving them a future deadline, that brings me to my next point, is don't remind them. Yes. And this is where I struggle. Never, never, never remind. If, uh, well, this is what love and logic say, is never remind and hope that they don't do it. Yes. (laughs) And the reason they say that is because this is what we're trying to talk about. This is the point of it is we want them to stuff up Yep. At home when the price tag is small so they can learn from their own mistakes and when they're out in the big world they hopefully don't make as many large mistakes. Yeah, they don't lose a job over it. That's right. Yeah. So hope that they stuff up and then you can give them the all the empathy in the world and the logical consequence. So if they refuse or forget, then we've got to let the logical consequence, do the teaching. And what is the logical consequence, Beck, for not doing your chores? Could be many things. That's right. So it means someone else does it, right? Yes. But what's the flow on from that is, the, well, the child has to figure out either, A, how they repay pay that person for that yes. or repay the chore. So if the child doesn't do their chore, some parents would expect to be repaid by doing the, some of the parents' chores. So if you have given your child a future deadline and they don't do it, well, no problem, I'll take care of it. But what does that mean? That means the parent does it or pays someone else to do it mm-hmm. and the child has to repay the parent, whether it's with cash or other chores or selling some items That's right. to pay for it. So here's what it might look like. Um, Beck, I'm going to ask you as my child... Hey, Beck, can you please have the dishwasher unloaded by 6pm today? Oh, all right. (laughs) And you might say, I don't want to do that, blah, 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 blah. Or say, I'll do it and think in my mind, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And then I would say to you, no problem, darling. I love you too much to fight with you about this. I'll take care of it. Then it comes to that time that I, the future deadline that I've said about the dishwasher and it's not done. What happens? Well, in this scenario, I'm going to do it. So I empty the dishwasher. And then you, Beck, come to me and you want, what do you want from mum? Uh, can you drive me to netball, please? Oh, honey, I'd love to be able to drive you to netball. Or maybe you'd ask me for a TV time. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey, I'd love to be able to give you TV time. I'm really sorry, but I can't take you to netball yet or I can't give you TV time yet because I had to unload the dishwasher and I've still got other chores that need to get done that I didn't get done in that time because I had to unload the dishwasher what are you going to do about that Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) what chores do you need me to do (laughs) so then there becomes an exchange of chores so Obviously, if, if you've never tried anything like this before, I'd really encourage you to read up on some of the Love and Logic stuff so that you can start doing some of this process. For me, you know, I've done this kind of thing before. I've got a story, actually, that I'll tell you. 
Um, so when my eldest was much younger, I'd asked her to contribute in some way. I can't remember what chore that she was doing, but she hadn't done it. And that day we were supposed to go out to visit friends and she was really excited about going to visit friends. And so I'd asked her to do this chore and then she didn't do it. I think she just forgot because she's a kid and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And we can have grace for that, but we do want to make sure that we are internalizing that responsibility in our kids. And so um, she didn't do the chore and then she realized that we weren't leaving and she got a bit confused about why we weren't leaving to go and see our friends. And so she said, Mum, are we going to go yet? Are we going to go yet? And I said, oh, honey, we can't go yet. Sorry, because you haven't done your chore. And she got really upset because she didn't want to be late to visit her friends. Yes. <laughs> and so she went and did the chore and then we left. But it doesn't always have to be that. Because sometimes you might have a deadline that you actually need to leave the house. Yes. So it becomes different depending on what is logical. So for me, in that moment, I could make that decision that it was okay because I knew my child wouldn't like to be late to visit her friends. So it was like a logical thing. But probably as well, what I do the most, which is easier for me, is an exchange of chores. So if my child's contribution is cleaning the bathroom, for example, and they haven't done it, and then I have to do it. That means I've got haven't had time to cook the dinner. Yeah. And so, oh, honey, I haven't had time to cook the dinner because we I did your chore for you. What are you going to do? Some kids decide to buy takeaway or take out if you're American <laughs> food and pay that for the family. How would that work out for you? Some kids decide to cook the dinner instead of mum. How would that work out for you? And then going through the steps of guiding kids to own and solve your own problems, like we've talked about before. Yes, in other episodes. Yeah. So sometimes it can be hard to think about what chores you want to give your kids. Mm. Do you find that hard? Sometimes. um, You know, we've been doing this for years, haven't we? So definitely early on it was difficult to find chores for them but it's got easier as we've done it more and talked more about this and what options because sometimes I might think oh my kids can't do that but the reality is if you teach them how to do it they can actually learn all of these things we learned that's right yeah and and Beck and I have created our own list of age-appropriate chores and responsibilities that you can give your children and if you would like access to that list or if you would like that we've got a link to access that in our episode notes and in our Instagram bot link in bio. So it's got things on it like for early childhood or preschool, sorry, like putting away toys or helping load the dishwasher. And then for primary, primary school or, or elementary, elementary school, <laughs> you could do things like have them be responsible for making their own lunch. That's right. And then like in middle school or upper primary school, you know, doing things like getting them to help fold the washing or operate the washing machine, those kinds of things. Yes. Once they get to high school, they could be cooking a meal. In fact, my kids have been cooking meals since probably upper primary, Mm -hmm. um, one night a week. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, so if you want this list, we can send it to you. One of the things um, that I think is really important, if you've got young kids 
like let's say that they're two or three Mm -hmm. or even even younger than that having doing things with them or getting them to do things with you so when you're preparing dinner Mm. have them help you you know maybe they wash the vegetables or maybe they um, help get the vegetables out of Mm -hmm. the fridge that you're going to cook for dinner and when you're doing it talk to them about how they're you know, you're doing things together and that you really love their help Mm. and that you love what you're doing Mm. and model to them that doing or contributing to the family is actually fun Mm. and not always. Like if you complain about doing it all the time in front of them, then you're teaching them that contributing is hard and boring and they don't want to do it. But if you teach them from a really young age that it's fun and rewarding to contribute to the family, then Mm. that's what they're going to Absolutely. grow up with. Absolutely. Yeah. And because I need to set up our chores and responsibilities differently this year because I haven't been consistent with it because of COVID, I'm probably going to have some stories soon to tell and report back. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be exciting. Yes. And And we are building a chicken coop at the moment, so there's going to be extra things to take care of. (laughs) That's fun. Thanks for listening, lovers. Have a good day. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Head to your favourite podcast platform to rate, review and subscribe. Connect with us on Instagram at I Love You Too Much to Argue Podcast. Find us on Facebook or email us at I Love You Too Much to Argue at gmail.com. Thanks, lovers.